massive difference between being a dad and being a good dad. It's easy to be a dad. Procreation is the one responsibility to be a biological father. But to be a good dad, man, it takes work. You gotta protect, you gotta provide, you gotta extend unconditional love. You gotta be present when you're worn out and exhausted and you're invited to play the same little game on the floor again. And all those kind of things. And what we're gonna find in the text that we're gonna dive into today is an invitation to trust in God the Father who is unlike anything we have ever known. My name is Ernie. And my name is Stephen. And this is Devouts, an invitation to pause and set our mind on things above. And today we're looking in Matthew 6 at the Lord's Prayer. And it starts with these two simple words, Our Father. We've heard these words a million times and it's really easy to sprint past them without even a second thought. But let's take just a minute and unpack it a little bit. And think about why did Jesus choose that description of God when he was teaching us how to pray, when he was framing up this model prayer? He could have chosen lots of other descriptions of God. He could have gone with the Almighty, King. He could have prayed to the Lord or Creator, the everlasting God. I don't believe Jesus makes accidents or does things uh, without intention. So it's worth thinking through why did he choose our Father? You know, when you think about some of those other names I mentioned, the Almighty, the Creator, we would approach a lot of those names with reverence, with awe, often with fear. Maybe we would run in shame. But Jesus went with our Father, much more personal, more intimate, more accessible, and even risky because the disciples, just like us, have mixed views of our Father because we channel that through our biological fathers who are never perfect. But when you think about the contrast between this reverence and fear for the Almighty and the personal accessible Father, I think about Adam and Eve and how they show us that contrast. They feel shame in their sin, and so they run and hide. But what does God do? God desires a relationship, so he pursues them. He went to incredible lengths to reconcile that relationship through adoption. Jesus is reprogramming our view of prayer with these two simple words, like you said, our Father. And we struggle here because all of us have fathers that were broken and incomplete. And what Jesus is inviting us into is a relationship with a perfect father, the very father that we always dreamed of, yet we never had. So don't judge me, but I'm I'm on the Enneagram train and I won't get into the details in this podcast, but I'm a three. And the underlying question for twos, threes, and fours is this, who am I? Myself, I live to answer that question. And the gospel and and these words of Jesus, it, it gives me the answer to this question. Who is Ernie? Ernie is loved by Jesus. I heard a story recently of the summary of the human condition. And the summary of the human condition is a person riding on a donkey, searching all over the world, trying to find a donkey. And what we find in the gospel, the good news of Jesus and the invitation of sonship and adoption is that we are children. The very thing that we long for by grace, God has chosen us. He has called us beloved. He's made us his own and he's adopted us. And yet at the same time, we, we search and we try to find our affirmation and satisfaction and worth and so many things. And Jesus says, no, reset on these two words. Begin your prayer journey with these two words, Our Father. You know, J.I. Packer, he says, 
Adoption is the highest privilege that the gospel offers, even higher than forgiveness. And it's so applicable for us in this time as we consider our Father that this is the invitation of the gospel to know God as our Father. The words, our Father, set up this beautiful picture of adoption, and that grounds our identity as children, like you said. So I'm a dad, you're a dad, I've got three kids, two of them are adopted from China. And with our adopted kids especially, we work really hard to reinforce a few very simple things. We want them to remember, you are safe, you are loved, you're in our family forever. Even our uh, biological son who does not speak Chinese can probably say the phrase something like, Ni which means you are safe with us. And I probably butchered that. And if you speak Chinese, maybe I just told my son that you look like a red dog or something. Sorry. But my point there is to try to remind our son that you are safe with us. And so we memorized that phrase and said it over and over to him in the beginning. Um, this adoption is permanent. You're in our family forever. You know, many adopted kids have come from really tough places. They've often faced abandonment or trauma. So they really struggle with insecurity in big ways. They're constantly wrestling with, am I good enough? Will you keep me? Will you still love me? You know, you and I are the orphans that God has chosen. We deal with these same tendencies that you're referencing. And it would be so easy for these truths to just stay in the clouds. But what's crazy about these two little words is that God the Son invites us into prayer with a clear understanding that we are safe with God. We're in His family forever. And we're loved unconditionally by our Heavenly Father. You know, His love is the very thing that our hearts are aching for. And His tenderness is the very thing that we're looking for. The invitation today is to breathe in, breathe out, and remember that you and I are invited to call God Father. See you next time.